Closet Conversations. It's a family-focused closet conversation on a Tuesday evening, and we are joined by the beautiful Matsileng Mukhodi, a life and executive coach and the founder of I Get It Now. Matsileng, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Patricia, and good evening to your listeners. Where today we are talking about uh, how to identify and also manage those abandonment issues. Oh. And sometimes they run so, so deep, don't they? Very deep, yes. Where do they come from? Okay. So I think what is very important is that when people feel abandoned, they usually get some form of attention. And that attention is of acknowledging what they may be going through but they are the ones that suffer the most so if you think about children children are not born with any fears so whether the parent is there or there is somebody else in their lives they don't necessarily get affected to to that extent but based on who is raising them or who is with them, then that fear and that feeling of being abandoned starts to emerge. But if a child doesn't have a a mother or a father, obviously they will know I don't have this person. But there is this other person, the auntie or the gogo or somebody in the family that is played that role. And when that role is played properly, then the child will say, yes, I, I don't have a mother or I miss my mother, but they will not suffer. So there is a difference between a child longing for somebody and a child acknowledging, okay, I don't have this person, but I do have this one. So sometimes as adults, we bring our own issues into the table. So, you, you know, um, it, it's, it's usually around also fear you know, fear of being rejected uh, by other people and, and also just as a way of expressing how you feel about somebody that has left you or somebody that is going to leave you. So, um, it, you know, it's, it's like a, an entanglement of taking the the now, the current moment, and imagining it with the past because the past is in the past. The now is today, it's now, and you can deal with it differently. But it's very important to to understand that children start to have those feelings of abandonment because of parents. They they copy parents, they look at parents, they look at society, they they, they listen to what other people are, are saying about abandonment. So, but if everybody was talking about, uh, okay, if, if you have been abandoned, yes, I'm okay, they would be okay. Now, now we understand where they emanate from, these abandonment issues. Um, but obviously, uh, they run deep for different people. I mean, uh, a death and being left by a parent should have different impact on one. They do. Uh, how how different is it though? So if you've never interacted with your father, for instance, as opposed to someone whose father passed away, 
and was active in their lives. So how different are these are these uh, abandonment issues when they start, you know, playing out? Yeah. So you see, um, so the okay. First of all, it's so important to understand that nothing is ever missing. So we have been created in such a way that our dynamics, our environment provide us with everything that we require. However, we may want it in a particular form that is perpetuated by society and by the people that we live with. For an example, if a father passes away or a child doesn't know their father, if in the family there's an uncle or there's another father or somebody that is playing that role, because what tends to affect the child is when the child says, um, I want my father, <clears throat> if my father was here, I would be doing this. If my father was here, I would be doing this. It's important to look at, is there somebody that is doing those things? And if there is nobody doing those things, yes, the child will yearn for, 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 that, that, for that which they don't have. However, we don't necessarily yearn for something unless there is a seed that has been planted. Um, a child that has never met their father may have anger issues and they may have those feelings of abandonment that my father has left me or my father doesn't want me. Mm. So it is so important for the mother or other adults that are raising this child to ensure that the child understands that the father is, is gone because usually we are dealing with our own issues about the father that is left. And the child can pick up on that and becomes agitated and becomes angry and feels rejected and feels abandoned. But if the mother sets aside her own problems. I'm just making an example of a mother and a father. It could be anyone. Yeah. So let's say the mother say, talks to the child for the interest of the child to make sure that the child does not suffer the person that is left and actually builds up whatever picture because the mother will know that he's there, he's available and whatever else and try to tell the, the child the truth so that the child can understand what happened to the father what the relationship, what happened in the relationship, why it didn't work out, why he left. Because in most cases, children that will feel abandoned are children that will be told your father doesn't want you. Or the child, yes, maybe the father has disappeared. And you tell the child, I've tried to do this, I've called the family, I've done this, I've done that. So the child will know what the mother has done. But parents that live with a child have a huge impact on how the child perceives uh, neglect and abandonment and rejection. Hmm. So they can help this child to not suffer. And it doesn't mean that the child will not have their own feelings about what the father has done. It doesn't take that away, but it only helps them, to, it empowers them to look at that situation with different eyes. And yes, they can punish the father, they can do whatever is okay, but it is important to support the child with the truth so that the child can be better able to handle that situation of the, uh, of the, the father that was there. And then when the father has died, 
again, we, we unfortunately, even though we know that everybody is going to die, we are all going to, we are one, every day, you know, we are one day towards our grave, one day towards our grave. So therefore, it is important that, again, children, especially children, even adults that are not able to deal with, with death, it is important to, to also look at the fact that if the father has, has, has passed away or the mother has passed away, that the child understands that it is part of life, it mm-hmm. is what happens. So if the people that are teaching the child are not able to cope with the death, then obviously the child learns from the parents, learns from the adults, learns from the environment. Let's hold it there, Matileng. I need to go to a break. We're going to come back and elaborate more. Join in on the conversation, Atima, 0614-104-107. How are you dealing with abandonment issues? And uh, are you recognizing yourself in any of these telltale signs? Do join in on the conversation. You can also call on 086-000-2032. Late Night Conversations Closet Conversations We are still focusing on the family in this Closet Conversation with Matzileng Mohodi, who is a life and executive coach and the founder of I Get It Now. We're speaking about uh, abandonment issues. So, um, Matzileng, what are some of the symptoms that we need to look out for? Because... For instance, there 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 are couples. Okay, before I go to the examples, because I think we'll need to dissect those. But let's just go through the symptoms that you know people with abandonment issues, adults and children, might display. Okay, um, so there are a lot of people that that suffer from abandonment issues, and it's very much close to uh, mental uh, mental health uh, challenges. So you, you'll find people that will not sit in one place, so they will always be finding new people to associate with so that they can be acknowledged. So they will circle around and, and you know, they are with this person, with that person, with these friends. So those are the people that are trying to find something um, that they can hold on to so that they can validate themselves. And then um, you also find, you know, like especially in schools or even in, in workplaces, where you find someone who in their mind thinks that they are building relationships, but they're actually sabotaging uh, the relationships that they have with other people. So it is usually them seeing something that is not there because their perceptions of what other people are doing is different from what people are actually doing. So you will find that in the relationships that they have, they tend to sabotage that and they don't make it work. And then that, that confirms that indeed um, they, they are not wanted. They, they are not wanted by the people that they are with. And then um, right now we're looking at children going to school. Um, you know, you, you find that um, the children will start to cling onto their parents, but it is usually not necessarily the children. Um, the children just reflect what the parents are feeling. And because if the parents are able to tell the kids that, um, you know, I'll be here at 12 o'clock or at 2 o'clock, 
and it's a conversation that they've had, then the children will be okay. And then you also see it in relationships uh, with adults, where a person would rather stay in a healthy relationship simply because they want to be able to, you know, to, to be with this person so they're not left behind because, again, it is something that they suffer now based on their past experiences. So if somebody has experiences in the past, then you will see them by being very clean and clinging to, you know, people that don't really want them. Um, and then, I mean, if you think about, you know, some of our friends, some of, our, of the people that we meet in our life, you will find people that really want to be reassured that we, they are being loved, um, that they are important, that uh, we, want to, we want them to be around us. So they will, they will need that kind of constant reassurance that they are important, that they are okay, and that we need them in our lives. So it, it, it's very critical that we we try and not, especially with children, um, because most of the things that happen with children are things that may not be corrected in, 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 uh, as soon as possible. So rather than build on something that you may you may find it difficult to build to to repair, start by making sure that the foundation that the child has is a foundation that will not require so much intervention um, in, in, in the future. So uh, what, what I would say is that um, people that may feel um, that abandonment would be people that um, maybe it's important for them to recognize where that is coming from and look at what, what is causing me to feel this way. Why, why do I want to cling on to people? And, you know... Um, and also for them to not overanalyze, because if you are in a state where you're feeling abandoned, you have so many stories in your head that they don't want me, they don't love me, it's because of this, it's because of that. So it is important to identify, but don't overanalyze, because then you're creating a story that does not exist. The story does not exist until you speak to the person that you feel abandoned you or you get the fact because only the facts can set you free. And then, um, yes. yes no, no, go okay. ahead, go ahead. Yeah. And then also, um, it, it's important, because like I said, it is a serious matter that people suffer from. So it's also important when you know that, you know, you have these feelings of, of being abundant or of not being wanted. Check what causes that, because you don't feel it all the time. So when you do feel it, you need to be able to look back and say, okay, this is happening again. I am feeling this way. So learn to acknowledge your feelings when you feel it, when you're really feeling bad about, you know, I'm being rejected again, uh, I'm being left behind again. What triggered that? Because when you're able to recognize those triggers, you will be better able to handle it next time and you can be able to avoid it. And you will be able to also access that is actually a trigger, but it doesn't mean that it is a fact. And in the future, when that trigger comes, then you are, a, you are better able to have dealt with that because what we tend to also do is to numb the pain and to just feel sorry for people and to give the pill and to, because that does not take the problem away. 
the important mm. thing is to deal with the problem so that when the trigger happens, because this is life, if a person is going to live for many, many, many years, the triggers are always going to be there all around them. So the best thing is to deal with the things that create the problem for them and realize that they are just triggers. And unless I deal with the problem, I'm always going to have these kinds of, of, of issues. Then also, um, it's, it's important to have a safe, safe spaces for, for people that may be feeling um, that um, they are not wanted, they are abandoned. To have a safe space where they can be able to express themselves and get the help. Because um, sometimes, especially in today's times, where there are so many people that are suffering from so many other problems, so you don't want uh, the person that, that's feeling rejected to be with somebody that's feeling depressed or somebody that's, that has anxiety, that has panic attacks. So you don't want that mix. You want to have safe spaces where people can be able to deal with things without being judged, without being told that um, you know, they're they are acting up or they seek attention. You create those safe spaces for them to be able to deal with these issues. But the important thing is to face problems, face the problems, and the problem will not control you. When you face it, it will not control you. Let's play a voice note uh, from an A-team. Remember, the lines are open, 0614-104-107. That is our WhatsApp number. Good evening, A-teamers and the coach. Uh, my question is, tomorrow, lots of parents will be dropping their children at school, uh, at crutches and stuff like that. There's going to be a lot of tears. But I'd like to know, as a parent, how do you avoid um, crying in front of your children? Because there was a year where I saw some parents, when they're dropping off their children for the first time at school, then uh, the parent will be the first one to cry. How do you avoid that, you know, and to give the child the assurance that, look, I'll come back and pick you up. Thank you. Yeah. The first day of school, especially for those who are starting um, kindergarten or crash and those who are starting grade one, even some parents are teary for their children starting high school or leaving for university. How do we deal with that? I love that question. I love it too. I love it too. So, so the, the, that question um, is actually too prompt. So on the one side, if the parent is wailing, is crying, crying, that will distress the child. But then there's also tears of, of joy, of, you know, this moment, of really enjoying the moment that my child is going to school for the first time. The child will sense, the child will know that my parent is not in pain. So the, the child will only become distressed when the parent is distressed. But when the parent is so happy and the tears are just rolling down and they're missing, you know, the child will not become distressed. So it is okay for parents to show those emotions, especially if the child knows that, oh, my mom always cries or my dad always cries. It's okay. But if your child has never seen any tears from you, ah, please try to hold them back because then you're going to worry the child because they will think, ah, I'm doing something wrong or, hey, I shouldn't go to school. And, and again, that's where issues start. 
So if it's apparent that the child knows, ah, if my mother is happy, you know, there's tears every now and then, then the child will be fine. Because children, children do not have big fears. And they're always willing to, you know, to start something new. Unless they've always been clingy uh, on their parents, which, again, is the parents that have created that. So when a child is going to go to school, it is important for parents to start training them to detach because when, when children are too attached, then it will become the pro- a problem more for the child than for the parent. So when the child knows that parents go to work, children go to school, the child, the child will be fine. So I would say for parents, and, and it's a very beautiful feeling, um, so rather enjoy it um, and really you know, take every moment in you know, of, of taking a child to school for the first time or to crash for the first time. So take that in because it's such a beautiful thing. It happens once. Literally, it happens once for each child. So it's a very important uh, moment. So ensure that even for the child, it's not a distressed um, a moment, but it's a moment that the child will think about and smile about and say, ah, oh, my mom cried because she was so happy. And you tell them that I'm so happy. You know, even in your tears, you tell them I'm so happy, I'm so proud of you, and the child will be fine. But children cry when they see their parents crying, especially when parents are in pain. Now, there's also the, the, the crying of grandparents when children have to leave from a weekend or holiday visiting them. The grandparents cry. And then the children don't want to go home anymore. They don't want to go back to mom and dad's house. Then the children cry because now I'm going to leave. crying here. And it means I'm breaking their heart. How can Ukokunumkulu deal with their abandonment issues? Because they are crying because they feel, oh, now I'm going to be left alone. Yeah. So, so you see, that one is actually not fair on the kids because um, the children will try to make adults happy. So um, regardless of whether the, the grandparents are treating them, you know, the, the best, but when they start crying because the children want to go back to their parents, then that places a huge burden on, on the children. So again, it's about conversations. It is important adults know better. They are better able to deal with their emotions that prefrontal cortex is developed so they can deal with emotions and they can be able to talk through things. So again, if the, the, the grandparents are not just showing tears of happiness and of, that's okay. But if they're crying and say, no, you're going to leave me, then that's also, I mean, it's, it's working on the child. And it's important to remember that the things that children experience are the things that children carry with them into their adult life. So if we give these burdens onto children, and tomorrow the children are smiling, but we haven't dealt with those pains that the children are carrying in their bodies, they have to deal with them in future. And that is why we find that most of us start to express pain and we fight with our spouses, we fight with our colleagues, because we've carried so much with us 
that we have to express at some point. And then there's the children who have to deal with the, the, the fact that their parents don't live with them due to work. Um, you know, the, the mother or the father or even both parents work outside of either the country or the city or the province. And uh, this can obviously create abandonment issues for the child because you, you only see your parents maybe just on, on holidays or over the weekend only. Yeah, true, very true. So what I would say to parents that have children um, that stay in Makaya with their grannies and they have to go away and work, it's important to engage your kids. Talk to them, explain to them that because I want to, in this area I don't have a job, I can't find a job, but I want to have money to be able to send you to school. I need to buy this for you and that for you. And the parent that is in, in an economic hub trying to make a better life for their family needs to also put in place some form of communication with the children even during that time to make sure that the children do not feel abandoned because they, they will understand, okay, I'm, you know, the parent is coming after a month or after three months. But the child is understanding. It is only when the parents have disappeared and they're not communicating uh, with the kids and the kids are struggling. So that's where the problems could be. But if the parents are communicating and they're telling, and also let's say the parents are not communicating for grandparents or aunties and uncles that are staying with the kids, engage the kids. You know, there's this, um, they call it imago. It's one of the modalities that we use where you, you listen to a person, you allow them to speak, and you mirror them back. So you say exactly what they said. It may, may not be word for word, but you mm-hmm. sort of say it back to them so that you, they see that you hear them. So people that are looking after children, they can, they can do that and just say, allow the child to speak, I'm missing my parents. I hear you saying you're missing your, your parents. Tell me more. And you allow the child to, to speak. In that process, when the child has expressed how they feel, it also heals them. It also heals them. True, true. But what is also important in that practice is that when the child says, I miss, so you need to understand why they miss their mother or their father. You need to say, what is it about your parents that you're missing? And they will say, oh, I miss somebody who will cuddle me. I miss somebody who will feed me. I miss somebody who will buy me things. So the perception usually is that if there is no mother or father close by, I don't have those things. So it is the responsibility of the person that is parenting at that moment to make the child aware and say, okay, so who is hugging me these days? And the child will say, no, nobody, I want my mother. But no, you can have your mother in many other people. Who else is hugging you? Oh, okay, auntie hugs me. My teacher hugs me. My friends hug me. So it doesn't become about the mother. It now you focus on the thing that the child misses. So if the child is missing hands, make the child aware that, that you are getting hands. You're actually getting more hands. And when you go to the next one, what else are you missing about your mother? 
Because the important thing here is that even if we can be angry at the mother that is irresponsible, if the mother is irresponsible, is not sending money, is not holding the kids, think about the child so that you have the child to cope, you have the child to deal with this abandonment by the mother or by the father, by making them see that nothing is missing. And the only thing that's missing is the form, is the person that you want. But there are people that are doing the things that you want from that person. And what is also important is that, especially for people that are feeling abandoned, is that if that father or that mother was around, do you think they would be giving you exactly what you think they would? And chances are not necessarily. So sometimes we want things because it is driving us crazy. We are so angry. We are so sad. And we say, if only I could have this person. But when they are there, they might not even act up because right now we have how many children that have a mother and a father in the house. But those children feel the loneliest. They are so lonely, but the mother and the father are in the house with them. So it is not about their presence, it is about what you want from from these from, from your parents or from the person that you think has abandoned you. So it's important to look at the things that you say you are missing. Are they there? Are they not there? And when you realize that they are there, it eases the pain. It heals you. You'll deal with the father and the mother at an later stage. But right now, you wanted hugs, you are getting hugs. You wanted somebody to touch you in, Yes, you are getting somebody who talks to you. You have somebody to help you go back? Yes, you do have. And that applies across the board, even if about that fear that somebody has abandoned them. But then sometimes, you know, the child might say, oh, there goes that aunt who's trying to replace my mom. I just said, I miss my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let, let's also talk about adults, right? Um, it, other partners are migrant workers, so they have to leave the city or the province or the country, leave their oh. partners. How do you deal with that if you're already one that grew up with abandonment issues? Um, because sometimes in relationships, especially emotional ones and, you know, um, uh, intimate relationships, it might translate into other partners starting to wanting to cheat or always snooping on the other partner, rocking up unannounced, you know, all these things because they just feel they are being abandoned. Very true, uh, very true. Um, but I think it's important to also recognize that when couples go through that, usually before, uh, I mean, when they meet, they already know um, whether this person works in the, in, in, you know, in, in the cities or whether this person works in the local, you know, local area. So when somebody has to move away and, and the couple pass, it's part of what happens to most people. So it is up to the couple to sit down and say, we're not going to see each other uh, for this period of time. Right? So depending on their relationship and what they really want out of the relationship, it is important for them to be realistic about 
the the men, I, I just make an example and say the men will go and but then but they must talk about it and say, hey, how are we going to deal with this? Will you come and visit? Must I come back and visit? And how are we going to deal with this? Can I wait? Will I wait? And it is up to the two people to discuss it so that they can reduce the fears and the perceived insecurities uh, because those stop people from really going after things that they want. And maybe the person that's staying back at, uh, you know, in, and not going to, to the cities, that person that stays there needs to also say, oh, okay, now you know, I'm alone. This person is gone. What can I do with my life? Something that will help me grow. Something that will, so we, so it's that kind of mindset that we need to be creating as opposed to creating um, uh, people that feel that they are victims because their person has left and now they are all alone and the person will have an affair and maybe they will also have an affair. So rather change the mindset and say, I'm home and I don't have a job. I'm with five kids here and I must look after them. If that one doesn't send money, what can I do to change my life? And you will find that that's where the person that's staying at home will find their power, will find what they are good at. They will find, because nobody is meant to just be uh, the person to stay at home and, and not be important. And when I say important, I mean somebody recognizing their worth because everybody has got something to give. Everybody is good at something. So therefore, if you don't find that, you are always going to be submissive. You are always going to be in the pit because you're putting everybody else on the pedestal because you feel they are more important than you. But everybody is important. So when they can recognize that they are also important, they can do other things. And also remember that it's not just about relationships. Yes, the husband or the wife has gone to the city to work, but their relationship is not just about intimacy. It's about many other things. So what is it about the relationship that can still continue whilst the other person is not there. So rather than feel, feel frustrated, uh, because that's one of the biggest um, uh, problems that create pro- um, uh, issues between couples, especially couples, that, oh, now they're going to get a, a new partner. Forget about it. Focus on what you can do with your life when that person is not there, because you are building for both of you. You are building for the family. Very true. Thank you so very much, Matseleng, for joining us. I think we all received our aha moments on this one. We now know how to identify abandonment issues. How do we get in touch with you? You can find us on um, uh, social media, uh, Facebook, on I Get It Now. So you can DM us or you can email us on info at I Get It Now co.za and our website is igetitnow.co.za Excellent. Have a great evening further. Thank you so much. You too. Hey, teamers, it's uh, time for us to say it's a wrap, but uh, great music is coming along your way from us and the birthday boy Lyle. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success. <laughs>